1: wqad podcast network the cities with jim mertens a production of wqpt pbs for the quad cities region a podcast in partnership with wqad what's going on in the quad cities activities events fun politics sports local issues and opinions and now your host jim mertens I'm Jim Mertens, and this is The Cities. It's the first COVID budget in Illinois history, but it's playing off COVID related budget changes, which were really made last year. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker unveiling his budget plan and now the state legislature is hashing over the details, but Democrats have all the power in Springfield, super majorities in both the House and the Senate. Nonetheless, Illinois Republicans doing their best to force changes they say will better serve Illinois. We talked with Republican state representative, Tony McCombie from her offices in Savannah. What's your initial response to the governor's state of the state and his budget address?
0: Uh, my initial response is that it's an announcement that he's running for governor. <laughs> uh, not overly happy with, with the tone of it. And I think that's a unfortunate, Typically, it's, a, it's a, a celebration, even if we don't agree necessarily with what is being said, regardless of the governor. But, you know, you sit on the House floor with, you know, the senators and the representatives, all the constitutional officers, and it's it's kind of a big deal, very ceremonial. Um, it, it doesn't get political, and this budget address was political, which was unfortunate because it took a while to get into the meat and potatoes of what was actually in it.
1: And the meat and potatoes really is the budget issues for 2021 during a year of pandemic. We had talked to other lawmakers in Illinois who pretty much said brace for the worst, expect big cuts, expect a lot of pain in this budget. And you don't really hear that from the governor.
0: Well, I think it's pretty painful. I think going back on the uh, agreements of the 2019 budget for businesses, uh, what they are calling corporate loopholes, uh, what we're calling the Blue Collars Act uh, that were negotiated with, you know, putting 20 Republicans on a capital bill and 10 Republicans on a budget. Uh, I, I think that certainly is a, a bad thing. That's about a 932 million. They're just saying a billion dollars to, to round it up. Uh, flat funding for education, which nobody's talking about yet. Flat funding is not what we need because with the evidence-based funding formula, which you're familiar with, you need to have $350 million of new money put in every year for that formula to work. Last year, they didn't get the $350 million, and this year, they're not getting the $350 million, and they're taking away the ability for schools to apply for school maintenance grants, which we as the state put on a lot of mandates on our schools and now they're not gonna be able to apply for grants for those that are in less fortunate situations. So, I mean, the education piece, the uh, the business piece right there alone is a lot. Um, taking away 10% of our local government funds is gonna affect all of us individually, and it could affect us all um, by higher property taxes and Illinois being as high as it is already, um, it's certainly not an an ideal. So there might not be cuts per se, but there certainly is some um, dramatic changes that are going to affect us personally um, in our pocketbooks.
1: But wasn't that to be expected after the revenues of 2020 and and businesses and, and the economy basically skittering almost to a stop?
0: Yeah, but if you look at the information of the that he gave proposed to us, I mean, we actually were up in revenues in a lot of areas. So, which is that's the surprise to me. Uh, there was a there was a lot of money that was coming in in other ways, uh, but there was holes to begin with. The budget that was proposed in 2020 was on uh, the graduated income tax coming in and uh, federal funds for bailout, and that didn't come in. So we're kind of starting backwards right from the start Uh, and that's where you shouldn't you know I come from a municipal government and you know there's always changes on budgets you know whether there is more money coming in or less money you know coming in and you have to make those changes but to start that deep in the hole from the beginning I think it was three billion in 2020 um, that's a problem and now we're still finding uh, 1.65 billion um, that is a deficit now remember though this is a proposal so the end result, which is the ideal, is that our budgeteers from um, the House and the Senate, Republican and Democrats, actually sit down at a table together and actually discuss what is important and what we really need to do together. So this is just a, 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 a proposal and a framework. So hopefully we can uh, get that changed.
1: And don't you see that perhaps happening a little better this year than in the past, now that the House has a new speaker with Michael Madigan stepping down?
0: Well, it didn't happen at all in May of 2020. It happened in 2019, obviously, uh, with the number of Republicans that were on the budget. And to, in May of 2020, when we went down uh, for the few days in Springfield, there was no discussion and no ask. Madigan didn't ask for one single vote. Now, uh, Speaker Welch, uh, I believe is, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic, and I believe he wants to have more of a partnership uh, because he understands uh, that he's not just representing uh, one part of the state, and uh, all of our needs are a little different and unique. So yeah, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I think it is it it is his intent to include us um, and our budgeteers on both sides of the aisle do work very well together. It's just whether or not uh, the priorities of other places around the state are gonna be heard.
1: Republican leaders in the House and the Senate pretty much pointed out that during this period of time, it might be a good time to do some fundamental changes in Illinois state government to, to, to take a look at the revenue stream and, and to also take a look once again at pensions and do something really significant right now. Is this the time to do it or is this just the time to get through a bad period of time because of the pandemic?
0: Well, I think government always talks about what they should be doing. It's just whether or not they do it. So yeah, I think we do need to talk about it. And that was one of my um, issues with the graduated income tax. You know, you can't change one tax, how you tax one thing without looking at the entire taxing system. Uh, So I think we do need to collectively look at it and we need to quit talking about it. We know that there's we all know there's serious issues with property tax and some say well that doesn't have to do with the state well it does have to do with the state if they're going to take 10 percent of our local government or put uh, unfunded mandates on our schools definitely it's going to cause some issues for us Uh, but yeah we we need to collectively work together and look at workers comp pension reform real structural reform um, putting tools in communities toolboxes so they can build businesses and have people actually want to to live and work in illinois
1: what is your budget priorities then what 's the number one thing you need to get accomplished to consider that this session is a success?
0: Well, I think the number one thing it has to be balanced and it has to be balanced on real dollars, um, not fake dollars, um, not dollars that we may or may not get and that 's the most important thing nobody's going to win um, across the line on on all of their all of their issues, you know whether it 's dhs D- dcFS. Um, I, you know, the Illinois state police, um, our municipalities, nobody's gonna 100% win. Schools aren't gonna 100% win, veterans aren't gonna. So you have to be willing to give and take. So the number one goal is to be balanced.
1: Taking a look at 2020, it's, it's so much in the rearview mirror, but it has such an impact on 2021. Do you see, is it light at the end of the tunnel? What I'm trying to say is, are, are we able to build on what was so bad last year to make this year significantly better?
0: I think collectively every year we have to look at it because we're now going on 40 years, um, which we have new, new, uh, uh, new speakers. So maybe we'll have a new path forward, but we can't keep, we can't keep adding more levels of government, more regulation, more mandates um, and then just say, well, we'll fix it next year. We'll fix it next year. At, At some point, we have to stop with new spending as well. And we have to, deal with what we have at hand. I think Senator Anderson and I have talked about it and and I know a lot of us talk about it. You know, what are the priorities? You know, schools are most vulnerable, public safety, and then we can deal with everything afterwards. The problem in government I find is is that we are doing all these new pet projects and we put in there subject to appropriations and pray that it's going to be there or we make it a mandate because it's about reelection. And when we stop doing that in government, then we're actually gonna get ahead and have a better path forward.
1: Well, some frustrations in the Quad City really spilled forward with uh, the city of Moline's mayor and the Chamber of Commerce president openly discussing Western Illinois University perhaps being replaced at the Quad City campus with another four-year public institution. Almost like there has been some kind of discussions or some kind of talk. What have you heard from Springfield and, and how would that happen as a state lawmaker is concerned?
0: Well, first and foremost, all of the stakeholders need to be sitting at the table. And that's what kind of I'm hearing on the back end that um, whether it's Western or whether it's U of I or whether it's the state or whether it's the local leaders, they're not all sitting at the table. And and, um, you know, the deals being made in in back rooms, I don't know if that's happening or not, um, but it won't be successful if it stays Western or if it goes to another university, uh, unless everybody's sitting at the table and deciding what is gonna be best for the schools, for the state and for the Quad Cities.
1: Well, it was such a significant thing, you know, a number of years ago to bring a four-year public university to the Illinois side of the Quad Cities. I'm assuming that that commitment is still there, but it seems to have drained a little from the Macomb campus. Uh, with with uh, enrollment falling both in the Quad Cities and in Macomb.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're probably right, but I think you're also going to see that enrollment across the board is is you know going down in a lot of schools, um, Illinois, Iowa, Wisconsin, and I think that is a something you're going to see even more so with with the pandemic. Uh, folks are not going to to college as much as they they were before so that's where that's what the challenge is is how do you motivate kids to to go to school or how do you get um you know the older 20s early 30s to go back to school um to fill fill some of the voids we have with education with nursing and with um you know the manufacturing settings even to be you know skilled labor
1: There's been a lot of discussion, particularly among Republicans, about the role of the governor as far as the COVID pandemic is concerned, that the legislature hasn't been called into session to at least advise and give some consent to what was going on. Uh, That, I guess, is is in your rearview mirror right now, but it still must have a factor on how you think the state should go forward this year.
0: Well, (laughs) yeah, I think we've been saying that ever since the, the shutdown back in March, and I'm still unclear as to why. We across the state weren't called in and and weren't, you know, even whether or not it was a Zoom for safety reasons, I don't understand why he didn't want us to help him carry the water uh, rather than blame us for anti-masking and anti-COVID, you know, restrictions that they put on. You know, they really did set up our local health departments, our local chambers, uh, our local law enforcement in a bad place without having true... Um, rules and, and regulations set up. It was all recommendations and very confusing and they change back and forth. I don't understand why we're never in the process. Uh, that's what we're elected for, to to help. Uh, and this was certainly a time, uh, if, if I was in the, a leadership position, I would want the help of others, uh, but it, it wasn't his way to go. And, and that's that's his choice as the governor.
1: Do you feel that people should be optimistic as we're seeing some of these mitigations? Uh, um, l- less intensification of these mitigations, you know what I mean? A little, little bit of the dialing back or, or there's always in the back of our minds, oh, what if the pandemic comes back right now?
0: Well, I think one of the things with COVID, I think all along is kind of made us think about going to work when we weren't feeling well. Um, you know, you might have a, a small grade, low grade fever and you go to work anyways, because you don't want to miss work. I think we're, we're now going to change that, how we do things. And that's good, because even if it's the flu or um, some other ailment, we shouldn't be doing those things. I th- Yeah, I think it's a positive thing, but I think it's because we're learning so much more about the virus itself. We're learning how to protect ourselves. And people are um mitigating their own risk so folks that are at high risk are are staying home are not putting themselves into crowd situations and i think that's one of the things all along i mean we should be able to mitigate our own risk and our own health and i don't know of any pandemic or any illness ever um, that we've gone this far when there's so many people that were not symptomatic so the more we learn Definitely, I think we we should be positive about it. And the more people that get vaccinated and that want to get vaccinated, I think that's also going to help.
1: Republican State Representative Tony McCombie. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network.